Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Are you a person who says yes to everything and anything that someone asks of you? In fact, the word no rarely comes out of you, even though in your gut, there are things you know, you just, it won't make you happy. It won't make you feel good, but you do it anyway, just so that you don't upset the other person. And then on top of it, you tend to overcommit to things you may not want to do and put way more emphasis on others over your own needs. Well, the truth is you're probably a caretaker. You're a helper. You love helping just as much as you hate letting someone down. But when your default is set to yes, you will end up squashing the things that you tru- that you know that truly make you thrive and live your authentic life and worse yet, attract unhealthy and lopsided relationships. And I see this all the time in my clients. And what, of course, I'm really talking about is setting boundaries. But why is it so hard to set boundaries? I mean, you want to be liked. You want to keep the peace. You want to avoid conflict. That It's easier to just do things, right, than to ask for help. But you might be missing chances to invest time and energy in ways that benefit you. I remember there was a woman that I was working with. It wasn't too long ago, and she became one one of my biggest success stories when it came to setting boundaries. She was the quintessential caretaker, and she was taking care of everybody. She was a doctor, so even in her profession, she was taking care of her patients, always doing everything for everyone in her friend circle, too. She would always be the planner anytime things would pop up. And what was funny is she described herself as, Well, very easygoing. She would just kind of like go with the flow, but that was part of her problem, you know? And I said, what if you weren't so easy? What if you weren't always go with the flow girl and actually demanded more for yourself? And that was really hard for her because growing up, she was put in a position of the caretaker to care for her sick mom. And so that's, again, where her confidence lived. And Then she had to really learn how to guess how other people felt because in her family system, people weren't expressing how they felt. And this affected her, you know, throughout her adult life and also who she attracted. So lo and behold, she fell into a lot of toxic and narcissistic type of relationships. And so, you know, the work that we did together, a lot of it was just taking care of her for the first time in her life, getting a little selfish, being in her sexy, investing in herself in new clothes, like all the things that she would put aside for herself. And I'll never forget when she got professional pictures and she saw herself like in those pictures, she's like, that's not me. She kept saying, that's not me. That's not me. I'm like, that is you and get used to it and get used to other people seeing the new you. And she also would practice trusting her intuition and gut and saying no to things she didn't like and saying yes to the very things that she wanted to do, not because to please other people, but because it was something she truly wanted to do. Well, anyway, we really practiced just, you know, having her own herself and setting boundaries as she was dating 
And I'm happy to say she ended up with a great guy. And what was so cool about the guy that she attracted was for the first time, it was a reciprocal relationship because how she led into the relationship, she demanded more for herself. And that's why she attracted a guy who was happy to give that to her. So in today's episode, we're going to talk a lot about setting healthy boundaries when dating, but with a touch of spirituality and intuition, because I am bringing back on the show, oh my gosh, I don't even know how many times it's been, I think maybe the third or the fourth time. She's a dear friend. She is a celebrity psychic and an intuitive guide. She's a creative entrepreneur. She's been featured all over like NBC, ABC, CBS. She's also an actress, a model. I mean, you name it, she has it. She's also hosts a podcast, Healing Powers podcast, which I've been on many times, but she uses her experience to really help people. And she is just, uh, I mean, a wealth of knowledge, but most of all, a dear friend. Welcome, Laura Michelle Powers. Are you there? Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to connect with you, having you on my show as well as being on yours. <laughs> I know we always have such a good discussion and the time always flies by because we always go in these like different directions because I feel like there's so much synergy with what, you know, we both do and we help people, but in different ways. So um, I know you've been on the show a lot, but I'd love for you to share a little bit about your story and and maybe even in relation to kind of the subject that we're talking about in, in the boundaries, because I know that you've had your own story with that and an evolution with it. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll go way back to, you know, how I started growing up and I was actually uh, born in France and my parents were hippie musicians. So I grew up very, you know, from a young age in this creative background, they would travel around and I would tour with them uh, starting as a young girl. And there were a lot of wonderful aspects, uh, you know, was in France. Uh, we were in this creative work and traveling, um, but there was a dark side too, which was that my father was physically and emotionally abusive. And as a young girl, I really credit my grandmother, my father's mother for taking action because she actually sent a telegram to my mom's parents saying trouble. And they literally came and kind of rescued us out of that situation. So mm. came to the United States as a young girl. And I think it took a long time for me to realize how much of an impact a lot of that had on me psychologically. So as we're, as we're talking about boundaries, but I grew up being very creative, uh, also coming from a poor background and having to really learn how to create what I wanted to for myself, you know, financially and in terms of lifestyle, like, you know, I started working and doing little odd jobs when I was eight and babysitting when I was 12 and I had my first job when I was 14. And I was very driven to make changes, also very creative from a young age. And um, also because we're going to talk about the woo-woo side, ever since I was little, I've seen and sensed spirits and very much was like the kid in the sixth sense, but other people didn't see these beings. So I thought maybe I was crazy and I tried to keep it to myself. And it wasn't until many years later when a family friend described a ghost that I'd seen, but never told anyone about that. I knew I wasn't, you know, mentally ill because someone else can't see a hallucination. <laughs> so, so anyway, that was all there. I proceeded to, as an adult, you know, live my life very analytically. I went and got a job and a master's degree and got married. And I had like all the things that you're supposed to have to, you know, have a successful life. I've got advanced degree, check, fancy job, check, husband, check, house, check, right? Doing all the things. 
And essentially it all came tumbling down and I was unemployed in a toxic marriage, physically ill, no money, like basically all the aspects of my life that you want to be good were terrible. And so I went to a psychic to try to make sense of my life. And without me telling her anything about all that, she said, you know, you're psychic. And when you blocked out your abilities, you blocked out your intuition and really encouraged me to start taking classes and open up to this element. And so I did, I started to take psychic training classes really just to kind of get my life back together. Cause I was in such a mess at that point. And through the process of that, I learned a lot of psychic tools. I learned to see things more clearly because uh, I was only looking at the obvious physical material world before. Mm. And I also then went back to my sort of creative roots. So I'd been working in politics and government and I started, you know, working um, in, as an actress and, you know, started writing and, and doing some of the things that I think are core to my personality. Uh, and it's been a quite a process over the years going, you know, out of politics and government into being a psychic and a creative entrepreneur. And now, you know, I have a pretty amazing life. Uh, you know, I just got back from Egypt and Greece and London, you know, I'm working on a new book. I was just in the music studio in London. I, you know, I don't work a lot of hours. I do creative stuff because that's what I want to do. And over the process of this journey, I have learned a lot about energy and boundaries and sort of spiritual principles about how things work and how what we allow and accept in terms of boundaries really impacts what we receive in life more than what we think we want, right? So it's really important to have, you know, an idea, a clear destination of what we want to create, but it's our boundaries which will allow or not allow things to come in for us. Wow. Thank you for sharing all that. And, you know, sometimes I forget all, all of that, that you've been through and, and just also all the wonderful like talents. And I, I always talk about like our adversity, our gifts in disguise. It's not until we're through it. And we look back, we're like, Oh, that's why, you know, there was the message. There was the gift. But with that, because of all the noise, like I wonder, and cause I, I get this a lot when I'm talking to clients, like, there's so many things that you were dealing with, especially with, you know, growing up. How were you able to turn off the noise, so to speak, and really like trust your gut so that you could know what you want and set like, like you talk about standards and boundaries. Like how do you, how do you do that? So I think one of the first things I had to do was learn to pay attention to myself and my body and what my body was telling me. And I'll explain that further in that I think most of us are taught to be very analytical and women especially are taught to be like you described, pleasers. We're, we're taught to take care of others and focus on others and their needs. And so we often are very shut down in our own bodies and, and in terms of our own emotional responses or what we need. So the first thing I had to do, and it was a part of my psychic training, was just literally go within to pay attention to what's going on. How am I feeling about this? What is my body telling me about this particular person or situation? And that is number one. Like you're so focused on the external, you literally have no energy boundaries because other people's energies in your field. And then when you're trying to think about what you want, other people's wants are in the place of yours. 
And yes. so you might even think I want that, but it's really not your, your true desire. It's someone else's want for you, but you can't differentiate. So I'm an empath, which means I naturally absorb energy externally. So for me, physical and energetic boundaries are extra important, but I think they're, they are for everybody. And so I had to learn like what's mine and what's not mine because my whole life I assumed that all kinds of things were mine that were not mine, including what I wanted for myself. Like, I think the whole first part of my sort of adult trajectory was literally living other people's expectations. Like what I talked about, it was like, what do I want? Oh, I want to, I want this husband. I want this job. I want this, you know, lifestyle, but it was not true to my true desire. And as a result of that, it never really manifested right. And so I think that's the number one thing when we talk about boundaries, the first thing is, you know, even energetically, are you aware of you versus not you? Are you aware that you're taking on other people's energy? And then when you're trying to navigate other people's wants and desires are in the place of yours. That's really important because so many people who have difficulties with boundaries are caretakers, are really in tune to other people. And it it is hard to distinguish. And not only that, even society's expectations, you know, like doing oh, what yeah. is just expected. I can't tell you how many times I'll hop on a call with someone and I'll ask them that quintessential question, what do you want? You know, like, and, and most people can't really answer me. Most people will answer in ways of what is expected of them or what they think they want or what they wanted back like 20 years ago. So that's the other thing. Cause I, I wondered, you know, once you get in tune with your own kind of desires and emotions around things, and you, then you separate from what is theirs and yours. How do you also know, like, almost like in that moment that that's yours and not something from the past or, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's not like residual. Yeah. I think one of the first steps is to do some kind of activity, which helps you to release uh, foreign energy, So, you know, taking a salt bath, um, meditating, Mm. there's a lot of uh, Hertz frequency music I love. That's something that I've recently kind of discovered, which is so powerful. You just, you can just Google or put into YouTube Hertz music for relaxation, Hertz music for empowerment. And it hurts meaning HC is short for, for Hertz, like the, you know, the sound frequency. Uh Uh, That's great. Uh, There's, so there's so many tools walking in nature, you know, doing these kind of like tree baths or whatever, walk it, you know, all these things that help you kind of get back to yourself, your core, and then feel into what you want. And so a very powerful and simple thing you can do is to think about some kind of activity, relationship situation, and just feel in your body, what is your response? Most people are not doing that. The body is very, you know, wise in this way. And we have learned in many cases to override whatever that feeling is with a thought or logic. Mm. Um, And often that's related to, you know, expectation like you talked about. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge thing for me, just starting to pay attention to my own feelings in my body. Uh, And like, I realized that I was frequently in codependent dynamics and situations with men. And then when I stopped to feel into that, I realized I was not feeling good in my body with certain people, Uh, but I had never even really stopped to 
do that before. It was just mm -hmm. like, I was taking things kind of on face value or this person seems professional or they seem nice or whatever, you know, whatever the programming says. And so it was a major sort of rewiring of how I approach life to sit with what does this feel? Not what is appearing, not what makes sense, but how does this feel in my body? So I think that's the number one sort of boundary thing is to get in, back in touch with our bodies. And honestly, I feel like a lot of your listeners are women. I, I know you have male listeners, but I think this is especially hard for women because we're so oriented to be pleasers um, based on current society that that's so external. And so it it's sometimes it's uh, it's hard to do, but it's very important. And I also will say, I think a lot of healthy men are attracted to women that are really in their emotion, right? And aware of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Because well, healthy, healthy ones are. Healthy you know? men. That's what I'm saying. Healthy masculine yes. men actually yes. really like that. Um, and it's really important for just your own you know, health, wellness mindset. Um, so that's the number one is feeling in your body. Um, and then also just once you can feel into what, what feels good, then you can tune into different decisions. Okay. Yeah. Now I know this feel like if I connecting something doesn't feel good, I feel heaviness in my chest, or I feel like a little bit of nausea, or you can start to identify the sort of feeling patterns in your body. And then you can feel into different choices or outcomes. Okay. So getting that master's degree, when I feel into my body, how does that feel? You know, when mm -hmm. I'm thinking of taking this job, how does that feel in my body? That's one of the first things you can do to get reacquainted with yourself and start to establish healthy energy boundaries. And then you'll start to be able to tell when something is intruding, like when someone has intrusive energy and you could feel that as like, almost like a pressure. Like in my case, I'll actually feel someone's energy kind of intruding in my safe and then I space and I can, then I can say like, no, thanks. <laughs> I was just, I'm glad you distinguished that because people might be listening to this is like, well, how do I know what even feels good and what doesn't feel good. Like what is, and it's probably different for everybody, but I'm glad you were describing some of that. And, you know, the other thing around what you're saying is that there's so many, at least the clients that I work with, they have trouble even accessing feelings, period. You know, like not even just like a, a, the visceral part, but just what they have no awareness that something is happening. You know, and so by doing yeah. this, what you're saying, I think is even just a great first step to understand that there is a feeling happening. You know, you don't even have to label it yet, but there is something yes. happening in the body. So when your stomach is kind of churning, then it's understanding, well, how can we label that? Right. So it's like, I guess the first step is that awareness piece and understand something's happening. How did you learn how to like label then? the feeling? Well, I, I do think it's very helpful to get guidance in some form. So take classes, yeah. you know, there's breathwork meditation, there's yeah. psychic classes, you know, there's all kinds of things that are going to help you get in touch with your body and reconnect with your sense. I teach, you know, programs, there's all kinds of stuff out there. Um, I have free meditations on like insight timer under Laura powers 44, you know, but just taking quiet space and time is, is a really great first step. And to just sit with yourself and, and just trust that whatever is coming up is for a reason. Because that's the first thing we tend to do is dismiss anything that's not extremely obvious and logical and physical. Um, and especially when there's been some kind of abuse or trauma, we've actually been mm -hmm. taught 
to not trust ourselves, right? Oh, true. Like gaslighting or narcissist abuse. There's all kinds of things that can happen where your own internal response, someone has told you that's not actually correct. And then, and then you have complete distrust for yourself. So it's a process. I want everybody to know that this is a process and it's not like all of a sudden you're just going to figure it out hundred percent, but, but you learn over time. And I think pattern recognition is really important. So as I started to pay attention to more to my body energy, you know, kind of psychic tools and information, I started to look at people and how I would feel around them and patterns. And there's another book I would, I would recommend for people that maybe are trying to just even understand their own physiological responses. And it's called what everybody is saying. And it's written by uh, a man who is a consultant for law enforcement in tough criminal cases. And it's literally about what are the physiological cues that give information. Mm. And the fascinating thing is I read that and I realized that I was not even reading my own physical cues. Like, for example, and this is very helpful for dating, for example, if you are liking someone and want to connect with them, you're, you're, you will point towards them. Your feet will aim yeah. towards them. And if you don't, your, your feet will aim because on an unconscious level, you're like, want to run away. <laughs> right. Right. I know the so, body language stuff is crazy, isn't it's it? It's crazy, yeah. but it's so helpful it because is. I realized at, while I was diving into stuff, there would be someone I would be talking to with and I realized my feet are pointed away. And on some level, I do not like this person or their energy. And that's really important information. So just to you know, learn the physiological body language cues, start feeling into your body, even if it feels weird and you're not sure, just, just take note. That's one of the first steps. I love that because, you know, a lot of times I'll have people do something called data dating when they go out. So I like to take the analytical part of what so many of my clients are, you know, like to your point, what you were talking about, but putting it into a system that makes sense while they're dating so that they use the logic to understand the emotion. And that could be a great piece for them because yes. yeah, ask, like what, where are your feet pointed? Do you like this exactly, person? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, no. And, and also like figuring out what's going on in their body and how mm-hmm. they're feeling because I can't tell you, I'll, I'll ask clients to journal how they felt after the date. And if they, if they haven't been trained and worked on this yet, they'll describe the date in facts rather than the feeling. And it's a big distinction because if you keep getting attracted to, let's say, narcissists or fixer-uppers or toxic, whatever, you know, call it what you will, and you haven't learned that feeling that you get every single time, then how can you recognize the pattern to your point, you know? And so, no, this is really important before we even set the boundary. Absolutely. I think pattern recognition is literally one of the most important things for success in life. Like even if like yeah. you've had a clusterfuck of a situation, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like this happened with my ex-husband. I was like, okay, that was horrible. But now there are some things I can note, like this was an associative thing with this other bad thing. Right. So like when those things would come up, I would be like, Hmm, something to pay attention to. Like, for example, I'm very wary of people that are extra charming, like super charming. Like, like if you're really charming, like, why are you trying so hard? There's something in there. Right. So, so much of this is about us figuring out these different things that'll help us have an easier path and, and get more clarity moving forward. 
but you're right. I think most women are not taught, well, people period, but it's, it's especially for, for women. Um, like, how do you feel? And, and it's all a logical response, but with logic and, and feeling are, are, they're like two different parts of the brain. It's not the same. And, and yeah. you cannot, uh, I think be successful in life if you're not in touch with that feeling aspect. Well, and men too, you know, I think it just manifests itself differently. And whereas women, I think are more in tune to other people's feelings over themselves. So they may understand a feeling, but not for themselves. Men have a lot of trouble just accessing feelings, period. And and they're not as in tune with themselves or with others. So either way, it's so important. You can't set a boundary unless you really understand what makes you feel a certain way. And so, so I'd love to talk about the next step. So like once people have that kind of um, gut response and now they, they're having a better understanding what feels good, what doesn't, what they want to say yes and no to, do you teach, or maybe like there were some hacks for yourself on how to communicate then the boundary? Well, yeah, I think first all those two parts. And by the way, I I have like a mastermind. I do one-on-one clients. So there's lots of different ways you can connect with you if you're feeling drawn in. Um, and uh, the big thing is there's two parts. There's like, what are you communicating physically to individual yeah. people or situations? But there's also like the sort of overall message you're giving to the universe. Ah, yeah. Right. So sometimes it's a conversation with like individuals and sometimes there's a conversation with like an individual or an entity that's not even necessarily a person that's kind of communicating overall. So I'll give you an example for my recent history, um, which is I travel a lot as we talked about. And I had a situation, I'm not going to say the hotel chain, but it was a very well-known high-end hotel chain where something happened that was very unacceptable. And, you know, they came back, I ended up speaking with the general manager and he offered me essentially like a small number of points for that hotel. (laughs) Right. And I, I, and I think he thought, well, this will be fine. And I said to him, yeah, I don't think that's really acceptable. And here's why. And then he came back and he's like, okay, I'm going to give you a full refund. Mm. And I'm sharing this. And I think that was actually the appropriate response given what had happened because they handled it. I'm again, I'm not going to say the specifics, but this happens where, where, you know, whatever we sort of assert and enforce is what we end up receiving yes. again and again. So if you accept a, sh- you know, narcissist, or you accept someone who's taking you for granted, like we're talking dating terms here you're going to continue to get that again and again, because that's what you're saying yes to. That's what you, Mm -hmm. or you're accepting, even if you're not like saying yes, again, even if you're not saying no, that is like a yes in terms of the universal terms. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and also like in relation to what you and I were talking about off air, just the standards that you're setting for yourself. Absolutely. You're saying like, this is acceptable or this is not acceptable. And it's, no one else is going to enforce that for yourself, but you. So you have to say like, no, this isn't it. And this is really important when you're thinking about what type of partner you want in terms of love and dating and relationships. Like if you don't have a very hard, clear line, um, for certain things, for example, that you will get that over and over again, what isn't that until you assert that boundary? Yeah. And really the other thing is, well, and I think it's everything that we're talking about. You really teach people how to treat you, you know? And so if you don't yes. like 
the people in your life or how you're being treated, you have to look in the mirror. It's like, what are you doing to create that for yourself? But as powerful as you are in a negative sense, you can be just as powerful in a positive sense and to get that. But you, it does go back to that self-worth too. Like you went through that transformation when you were in that dark place. And I was wondering, you know, just how you turned, like how, you know, when you were hitting rock bottom and you weren't demanding that standard for yourself, obviously there was just like that, you know, kind of circle or loop you were in. At what point did you shift? Do you remember? And like, do you have any advice around that for other people? Yeah. Well, I think there were several points that were important. So it definitely wasn't like a one thing and all of a sudden everything was so right, I just right. want everyone to know, like, for me, I feel like there were several points that were significant. It wasn't just and a then, red dress like with me. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for, I will say there was a definite big shift for me with angels. And I had an angelic visitation experience where I felt the angels come in. I heard them. I felt them around me. And I knew that whatever I was going through at that point, I was not alone. So if if your spiritual beliefs support that, I definitely recommend calling on angels and asking for help. But one of the first messages I got once I was connecting in with my intuitive element and the angels was the importance of just getting out of there, right? Like it was like, get out of this situation, get out of this relationship and also follow that faith, follow your feeling, you know, the feeling. So I decided uh, the economy was terrible at this point because it was during the housing bubble burst and recession. And I'd had a contract position, which ended. And by the time the contract position ended, no one was hiring, especially I was in higher education. Like no one was hiring. And uh, the jobs I was applying for, they're all like, you're super overqualified. I was just looking for anything at that point, right? Which is also a big problem. Don't ever just accept anything. Right. <laughs> of course, nothing was working for me. But essentially, I was being sort of reoriented, right, and shifting into different work. And I felt guided to go to live in China and just have this kind of international adventure. And I decided to teach English. And uh, I needed my TEFL certificate to do that. So I, again, this was all intuitively guided information and I could have gotten a certificate anywhere, but I felt to go do it in Spain with like no money, I had no money. But you know what? When I felt into the idea of going to Spain, it felt fucking amazing. Ah, there it so is. So here's the yeah. feeling part. Now that's the problem right. is most of us will feel into something like that. And then our logical mind will be like, no, that doesn't make sense. I can't do that. It's impossible. That's dumb, like fill in the blank, whatever. Right, right. But I was in this process of like, well, how I've been living my life has led to me to a very difficult situation. <laughs> that approach clearly didn't work for me very well. So I was right. like, well, let's just try this other approach. So with like $500 to my name, I went and went to Spain for uh, five weeks. And what's interesting is that I made the choice to go without really knowing how I was going to pay for it. And then, and then I had something shift and I received a lump sum of money, which funded that and then travels to Europe afterwards. But if I, I, I do get the message psychically that if I hadn't said yes, that money wouldn't have presented itself to me. So, right. So yeah. just that, that faith, that sort of faith and like choosing the energy that feels good, you know? <laughs> so I learned through that process of, like follow that feeling is way better than following pure logic. Now, don't get me wrong. Logic has its place, but that would, that served me very well. I, it was extremely 
impactful and profound for me, that whole trip to Europe that I did. Um, and then I, I've essentially lived my life that way ever since following the feeling and the intuition versus the logic. And a lot of that, that intuition is what is, am I feeling in my body at that time? Not just about a person, but even an idea, a situation, you know, a location. Mm -hmm. And you know, what, what's so great about what you're talking about too, I want to go back to what you said about trust, because a lot of what I think you learned was to trust your gut, trust your own feeling around yes. what it is that you wanted. And, you know, and this is just the therapist in me, you know, often people become people pleasers to begin with because there's some sort of message that, that you can't trust yourself in some way, shape or form. Right. And so you're constantly gaining approval somehow right? That's the people pleaser. Like you're trying to get that from somebody. It could be a parental figure. It could be a teacher, like wherever it comes from. And so the fact that you can train yourself to override that and say, wait a second, I got this. Like, I know what I want. I can trust this. That's when you're going to create that healthy boundary too, because it's authentically you. Like that's what you're not doing it from any other place. So that was so important for you to go through to hit rock bottom and go to Spain with 500 bucks to say, wow, like I survived that. I can trust myself and, and so many other decisions moving forward. And that so relates to dating. So like, there's so many people who don't trust themselves to pick the right man, to pick the right woman. Right. Like, so I'm just yeah. really glad you, you brought that up. Thank you. And I think it's two parts. It's trusting yourself, but it's also trusting the universe essentially, right? It's oh, trusting no. like, I trust that I'm going to be taken care of. I trust that if I follow what feels yeah. good, um, in a, you know, guided and boundaried way that it's going to work out for me. And honestly, I like, there's so many examples in history of this. I was just watching the new docu-series that's about Alexander the Great. Really interesting, but you know, when we go past what we think is logical, we often greatness comes, right? We But we have to have that leap, that faith. And most of us are living lives that are so safe. And I'm putting this in quotes that we're suffocated, mm, mm -hmm. which is actually not safe. If you're suffocated, mm -hmm. it's actually not safe, but that's the training. That's what we're taught. And if something is guided, if something is an alignment for us, it really doesn't matter whether it's logical or not. Yeah. It really doesn't. Good and, reminder. And, and mm -hmm. I think also with relationships, to put this in another term, our intuition, our feeling doesn't matter it, whether it's logical because it, it can go the other way too, where I've been in relationships where on paper, that was a fabulous person. And it was actually really toxic, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or really not aligned for me. And so it's really important that we learn to pay attention to our intuition, our body, and trust that and trust the universe that we can have what we truly desire instead of just what we're told we can have. Oh, thank you for that. You know, it, I sometimes I get so practical and tactical that you're, you're setting such a great reminder of there's so much of it that it is just that, like what you're saying, it's the universe and it's, it's, you know, it's bigger 
and and and, and you, we forget that a lot of times and it's all encompassing it's it you know there's not just one thing here that we're talking about there's it's important to pay attention to everything and the universe is magical and abundant and there's so much out there so not to be limited by whatever it is that we perceive in the short term and also i i'm getting guided to say that it's really important that we surround ourselves with people who believe in the magic, who are growing, who, you know, because the feedback sort of loop that we can get from the people in our circle is really significant. And we want that feedback to be helpful feedback and not sabotaging feedback. And maybe your family who, by the way, a lot of people mean well, but they just have unhealthy beliefs or, or beliefs that don't support growth or possibility, uh, you know, co-workers, friends. So it's just really important that we are mindful of that and asking, is my current circle or are those I'm connecting with, is that supporting the vision of their life that I want to have? Because that's one of the major shifts that I had to make was a complete, uh, I know you talk about like image, it's sort of uh, remodeling or reworking or makeover of my circle to reflect the future and the lifestyle that I wanted. And and by the way, I'm not coming for a place of judgment because it's this is really about a person's energy and their beliefs. So I'm not talking about, mm-hmm. you know, how they appeared. I'm just talking about like, are they believing or is my circle in belief of the possibilities and yeah. able to go on this journey and support me on it? Yeah. No, it, in the thing, and it's kind of coming full circle as we end here, it's so perfect, is that when you learn how to set healthy boundaries, you definitely shed the people that are not serving you and you invite people who really do. And it can be, it can be rocky when you're going through that transformation. Like I remember working with a client who like when she got stronger and she started setting boundaries and saying no and saying yes to the things that she did, like the friends that she had did not like it. And it it really like came to the surface of what kind of friends they really were, but she couldn't see it when she was in that other people pleasing moment, you know, in her life, because she was so used to people who were takers. And for the first time, she's like, no, I'm not going to take this anymore. It was hard. It was hard to get rid of some of those people, but because, you know, it's just like clearing a closet you make room for the new clothes. She cleared out those friendships and a whole new set of people started chiming in who really did serve her, like you were saying. So, oh my gosh, I could go on and on with you. See, again, we did this again. I'm like, how did the time go? (laughs) It does go by fast. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, so just, you know, I don't know if you have any last words of wisdom that you wanted to share. And also please let everybody know how they can find you if anything cool coming up that you want to share too. Yeah. So I would say, you know, whatever you envision, you can have that or a version of that, right? I'm not saying it's like you can have Tom Cruise specifically, although maybe you can. Well, I maybe don't, you whatever, can. Yeah. Don't just limit that. Whatever it is, like, you know, that or better right. or that or, you know, whatever is in line. I have a friend who, you know, he, he literally envisioned working and loved this particular superstar. And then he ended up, um, working with him later on, you know, it's like the, it is, we are incredibly powerful manifestors. Mm -hmm. So really set our visions for what it is that we want to bring in and create and tell the universe that are better, that are better. And then be open to what comes forward and then continue to, um, ask and, you know, 
honor that information that comes forward. What is, what in me is not in alignment with that version of my reality? Mm -hmm. Because we are probably going to be guided to release, like you talked about relationships, clothing, things in the closet. I, I just had a realization the other day where, um, a year ago I was like trying to figure out some bigger picture things in terms of where I was living and property. And I put some things in storage and I just went to my storage and it was like, Oh my God, I need to get rid of all this furniture in here. And it was like such a like relief. Like I didn't even realize that was weighing on me. So just constantly being aware of those things that feel like a weight and then releasing them, whatever those are, um, beliefs, relationships, belongings, and just keep asking what is not in alignment with this vision for my life that I have myself. And then just keep going. Just basically don't stop until you get there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Where can everyone find you? Oh, sure. My website is healingpowers.net. You can also reach me at bookings at laurapowers.net. I'm on social media, Instagram, laurapowers4444, which is an angel number. Yeah, reach out. Love to connect with you. And thank you so much, Kimmy. It's always such a pleasure to connect with you. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll just have to keep doing this. That's all. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. And I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, as always, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you have a hard time listening to your gut, to know what is right for you and need help setting boundaries when dating, hop on a personal call with me to help map out a plan and strategy to help you or contact Laura. Like we're honestly, it takes a village. That's what I always say. So just click the link you see in the show notes. And remember working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.